Welcome back to the Chief and Podcast, folks. It's not Halloween yet by the time we're recording this, but by the time you hear it, it will have been Halloween. Yes. Halloween's on Tuesday, right? Yep. Dude, I'm pissed. Tuesday is my volleyball day, and they canceled it because of Halloween. What are they? To hand out candy? Because I don't think any of them have a kid. I don't know. I mean, people that play volleyball have kids. Oh, I thought your team. No, no, no. The whole, thing like is, my, no, my... the whole thing's canceled. Okay. They're just they're like, oh, we're not going to have well, Actually, people know that if you play volleyball, you don't have a kid. <laughs> I think there's a high percentage of volleyball Legally. players that don't have a kid. Well, everyone on my team it's 100% right child. there. <laughs> it's without child. So, yeah, it makes sense. I had a thought as I was walking around the street um, and looking at all the Halloween decorations. And I was thinking... Once a year, it must be really scary for animals that just like think they're in a post-apocalyptic world where there's just like skeletons. I doubt it's like, it's stationary. Actually, I know, but it's just weird concept. Like birds flying around, like what the hell happened last night? There's just like eight skeletons, <laughs> oh, like in a drunken stupor. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Dude, and then so all I, of a sudden they go back inside. I went to that corgi day yesterday at the beach and. This one guy was dressed up in a in a full corgi onesie, and this one dog's not fucking having it. He's like, "Who the fuck are?" You? He just kept barking and barking and barking. And he's like, and the guy was like, "Huh, huh." I'm like, "Take the fucking hood off!" Like, obviously, uh-huh. and the the, the the dog's just like barking and going crazy. And the owner's like, "No, it's okay. Calm down, calm down." I'm like, "Just he's take so it off." Annoyed. I'm like, "Why are you such a dick?" Like, yeah. He's like, oh, 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 oh. He's a certain type of person that like just doesn't uh, have the awareness that, no, <laughs> that you're no making everyone's cues. life harder. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at my corgi outfit. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're a dumbass. And then he goes home. They loved he's it. He's like, God, honey, you'll never believe what happened. Honestly, they were losing their minds. This one dog was barking for joy about how much <laughs> he loved it. Dumbass. Um, well, do you want to get into this week's episode? Yes. Guys, we had a random idea of doing AI-based scripts for presidential addresses, sort of like State of the Unions, or just if the president addresses the country uh, for whatever reason, it's important, and we thought we would create some of our own, basically. What'd you do? <laughs> I thought you said that the, the president just had information or like news to like give to someone. Oh, so not the public. Well, the public may find out eventually, but he's telling it to someone else. Oh, okay. So there mine is, are public addresses. One of and them yours is a private address. One of them is a public address. The other one is not. Okay. Disclaimer, though: mine are not presidents. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. What are you talking? <laughs> it's a what if? What if they are president? All right, I'll have to like wait for it to understand. I mean, if you just read the script names, you're gonna figure it out. Okay. Um, let's do one of mine first. We'll do Biden's ban. Okay. The scene is set at the White House press briefing room. President Joe Biden, standing behind a podium, addresses the nation. Ernest. My fellow Americans, I stand before you today hardly to address a grave and pressing matter. We've recently discovered a new member of the axis of evil. This is no ordinary evil. The room is hushed. The nation listening with concern. It's an evil that has infiltrated our streets, our homes, and your children. Uh, Folks, it's with a heavy heart that I announce a new public enemy. Number one, bicycles. I've had a run-in with one of these insidious devices myself. Self-selfless, selfish for selfish. 
folks, just the other day I was cruising down the street in my 6'4", and I hit a bump. And in a fall not far from that, that fateful day in September of 2001, I came crashing down, I hit the pavement. It meant a world of hurt, hurt bad. Uh, Hurts is more than just a quarterback for the Eagles, though, folks. I love that band. Uh, brothers, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what I'm trying to say is it was a close call, but it was in that moment, lying on the ground with scraped knees and a bruised ego, that I realized the truth. The truth of betrayal. These damn dykes, I mean bikes, are out to get us. They're silent killers, uh, uh, lurking on every street corner, just waiting to strike. Uh, you know, bicycles are crafty little things. Uh, they pretend to be innocent, eco-friendly modes of transportation. But make no mistake, they're part of an evil empire, plotting against us one pedal at a time. In fact, take a look at your bikes when you get home, made in China. Coincidence? Damn right it is. We will not lay down on the pavement idly by. Today I'm declaring war on bicycles. We will implement strict background checks for anyone looking to purchase one of these two-wheeled devils. If you or anyone you know sees someone on the, these death machines, call your nearest law enforcement agency to discard of the then and there and them. And folks, when I say we're taking this seriously, I mean business will put up roadblocks figuratively and maybe even literally to protect our citizens from these menacing machines. We're building a bike-proof offense around the White House. No bicycle will ever breach our security again. And you know what? We've got some allies in this fight. Rollerbladers, skateboarders, and scooter enthusiasts are all stepping up to join our cause. We're forming a coalition against the two-wheeled tranny. I mean tyranny. There are real challenges we face as a nation. And then there is this something so sinister that it threatens the fabric of all 13 colonies in this great nation. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road, but damn it, it won't be one without bicycles. Commander-in-chief, out. Audience stands and applauds. Applauds. President Biden exits with a grin and trips over a bicycle. <laughs> that would have been funny. All right, so that was a presidential address to the public. Got it. So let's see. You're Kramer Oval Office. This is the name of one of these. So this is Kramer Oval Office. Uh, there are three people in this. Jerry, George Costanza, and President Kramer. Um, the setting is Jerry's New York apartment. The familiar living room is intact. George sits on the couch, flipping through a magazine. There's a loud knock. Kramer, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be in Washington or something? And then bursting in frazzled hair even more wild. Hey, Jerry, what didn't you believe? that ha What happened? Someone shot down decoy force Air Force One. Decoy Air Force One? Of course, why would the president fly in the real Air Force One when he can't have a decoy? It makes total sense. It's a classic bait and switch, Jerry. Everyone knows that. Why would anyone want to shoot down the decoy? Uh, to, to make a statement, George. Plus, it had the presidential seal and everything. So let me get this straight. You weren't on the plane, right? Of course not, Jerry. It's a decoy. But I did have my favorite golf clubs on board. Audience laughter. Uh, a tragedy of presidential proportions. So, Mr. President, what's the plan? A state of emergency? A lockdown? No, no, no. I just came to Ireland to borrow some clubs. I got a tea time in an hour. Well, at least some things never change. Yep, like you being master of your domain, right, Mr. President? That's classified, Jerry. Da, da, da. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, I really remember this being a lot longer. 
Maybe it is read slow. It was so short. <laughs> but if you ever watch Seinfeld, that's like a common thing. Like he always pops into Jerry's apartment and just freaks out. And he's like, hey, can I borrow this? Can I borrow mm-hmm. that? I thought it would be funny. I like it. But I thought it would be a lot longer, too. I don't know why I remember it being way longer. The scene opens with an Oval Office backdrop. Stands behind a podium addressing the nation with a straight face. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Americans, today I stand before you to address a crisis of unparalleled gravity, a calamity that has shaken the very foundations of our great nation, a devastation that will live in infamy. A concerned hush falls over the room, and the nation tunes in with... Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Americans, today I stand before you to address a crisis of unparalleled gravity, a calamity that has shaken the very foundations of our great nation, a devastation that will live in infamy. I regret to inform you that once again, we face a crisis, a crisis so dire that it may very well spell the end of our way of living, the end of your freedoms. I speak, of course, of the recent tragedy that has befallen our nation, the price gouging by those pricks over at Tickermaster with the Taylor Swift era's tour. At zero, 500 this morning, I was alerted that Michael Rapino and his legion of bloodsuckers have drained this country of its last export, white girl pop music. In their unfathomable greed, Ticketmaster has upcharged the price of Taylor Swift tickets so that average Americans can't afford them. Is that no teacher, mother, or lonely, lonely man can attend the concert of the summer? Yes, folks, you heard me right. A perilous predicament that rivals any national crisis in our history. I understand that the bad blood is running in our veins, and this betrayal cuts deep. The emotion's heavy, leaving many Americans are left with teardrops on their guitar. But rest assured, your government is taking this issue very seriously. We shall convene bipartisan committee. Both sides of the aisle are eager to see the six-foot-tall stick of a woman sing about John Mayer. And as we embark on this mission, let us remember that we've faced challenges before, whether it be slavery, Pearl Harbor, or this. Each time we will emerge stronger. Together, we will overcome this obstacle. Uh, Our nation's resiliency knows no bounds. And in the end, we will ensure that every American has the right to uh, shake it off to shake it off. The nation. (laughs) I didn't read any of that. That was was ad-lib at the end, so it threw me off a bit. (laughs) I was like, did I misread this? Wait a minute. I'm looking for prick. I'm looking for prick, big or small. Uh, the nation cheers and applauds. President Obama. Why is President Obama big? Steps away from the I think podium. He's big. No, I'm saying it's like bold. Oh, I don't know. Like it's all caps. Steps away from the podium, and the room bursts into laughter and lighthearted chatter. <laughs> so this is he just came in to like tell a couple of jokes. <laughs> yeah, and they're like just to warm up the room. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, so anyway, uh, the second tower has been hit. <laughs> Now that I got you guys' attention. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Tells you about like the worst fucking tragedy ever. All right. Pr- presidential puzzies, puzzles with Scooby. Setting. The White House press room filled with eager reporters. A backdrop of the presidential seal sets the scene. Ooh, I like that. Seal sets the scene. Oh, yeah. What's that? Onomatopoeia? No. Alliteration? Alliteration. There we go. Um, President Scooby-Doo, the endearing Great Dane with his classic speech quirks randy the I mean, reporter this is if we elect a dog before a woman <laughs> <laughs> a black dog 
Uh, we had to get him early because Great Danes only have a lifespan yeah. of nine years, so <laughs> we wanted to make sure he can make it through two turns. Youngest president of all time. He's one. Seven in dog years, though. Um, and then Randy the reporter, a well-intentioned journalist, always on the hunt for clarity. All right, I'll be the reporter. Yes, obviously. I hear it's going to be a groundbreaking announce. Oh, sorry. I hear it's going to be a groundbreaking announcement. Uh, President President Scooby Doo confidently strides to the podium, clearing his throat. <clears> throat> Raro, everyone. Did you write the R's or did it do that? It did that. That's good. Yeah. Ruby has a reach impediment. <laughs> Murmurs fill the room. Mr. President, did you say you have a beach impediment? No, no. A speech impediment. Ah, a speech impediment. Got it, got it. Scribbling notes uh, and flashes of cameras still fill the room brightly. But that's not all. The reporters lean in, sensing another scoop. Please, go on, Mr. President. Ruby is, well, (laughs) Ruby Ruby is addicted to (laughs) Rogaine. You're addicted to Rogaine? No, no, not Rogaine. Never mind. (laughs) The press room is filled with murmurs and whispers and the journalists speculating about the president's president's potential hair loss issues. What a cliffhanger, dude. Love it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to have her or yeah, whatever her do that like six times. Really? Yeah, because I was like. Okay, I, I want... I'm surprised it did cocaine-related stuff. That's why. So I said... First, I said heroin, and then it was like, oh, we can't... Like, apparently heroin's where they draw the line. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll do cocaine. And then uh, and then when it, like, typed it out, I'm like, that's really close to Rogaine. Have that be a joke at the end. Yeah. And then, and then like, they're confused. Like, wait, what? Hang on a second. And then... But there were a couple other issues. I can't remember what it was. It's but funny. Rogaine. It took a while. I was like, fuck, this is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, dude. Uh, we gotta like create these as cartoons. That'd be funny. Sometimes they fucking hit, but every now and then I'm like, God, these. I are like just... that one a lot. That was funny. Yeah, but I'm saying like the the last one though, the the Seinfeld one. I thought it was way better when I was reading it. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I thought it was way longer too. I'm telling you, I think I just have a hard time reading. I have to tell it to make it long. I tell it to do like 500 words or something. Oh really? Mm-hmm. My, no, I just go with whatever it gives me, and then I tweak it from there I guess it, it's normally super short yeah. um so in prep for this i looked up some things about presidential speeches that mm-hmm. were somewhat interesting not a whole lot the most interesting one i found was bill clinton had a state of the union like every year they do the state of the union i think it's to congress but it's really for the whole like uh, public mm-hmm. and it was like i want to say weeks after it came out that he was getting BJ's at the Oval Office and they were trying to impeach him and he just didn't address it at all in the speech, which is like hilarious. Like, I'm trying to think what, like Kanye, if after he came out about the Nazi stuff, just like came out with a book tour and like didn't talk about it at all. Came out with like new music. I know why that works is because there's no public there to ask questions. So he's just like, here's what we're going to do with the budgets and oh, uh, foreign sense. policy. And all right. 
Good night. <laughs> like, everyone's like, wait a minute. Talk about the thing. What you don't know, though, is that he was getting a BJ during those addresses. Probably. That's why he scheduled them. He's like, we got to have one every week. Mm-hmm. I need <laughs> I need these addresses. It's really important. And, and the oral office. Oral office. <laughs> I need a podium that could stash someone. Something. <laughs> Stop. Papers. People. Monica. <laughs> I'm the president. Monica. <laughs> and I had another thought. I think um, I was impressed when I revisited George Bush dodging a shoe. Remember Dude, that video? I used there's a game where you could just dot. You had to dodge as many shoes as you could. I think that should be like the bench line when we're looking for a president. They have to be able to do that, and they have to have the humor of Ronald Reagan after he gets shot, and then a balloon pops during his oh, conference, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> "You missed me." God, That's really so good. funny. Yeah, it was great. That would be funny to see, like. I wonder if they do that during like uh, the debates. If there's rankings on like humor and stuff like that, there's probably rankings on like who gave the best speeches. Yeah, I would say that speech was great because he was addressing actual issues and then made a joke mm-hmm. after being shot. And then uh, George Bush, he that's fumbled. just impressive. That's so sick. But George Bush also like Did he, he continue the speech after that. Or? You should. Do you you saw his face right? He was like. Yeah. Like, like, uh-huh. yeah, like, what are you going to do, throw the shoe? <laughs> you only got two, dude. Like, oh, I was not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, he was super stoked. Um, there was that There was that game where you had to dodge shoes, and then it was also when Justin Bieber got decked in the face. I think it was a water oh, bottle. Yeah, ow, that didn't feel good. Yeah, ow. The that didn't worst. feel good. So good. And then uh, there was a, a game of that, too. You had to dodge all the water bottles. George Bush, better than Bieber. Yeah, obviously. And I think I don't remember what uh what like hard rock like screamo band it was. I think it might have been corn, but someone threw it at Justin Bieber and it hit him. He goes, Ow, it didn't feel good. And then someone did it to, to that rock band. The guy catches it and he goes, Nice throw and then throw, throws it right <laughs> back at them. <laughs> and he awesome. says, you know, F I can't say it canceled but, but you know rhymes with maggot yes exactly shout out all my maggots <laughs> just so know the next, next episode, episode has to be banana banana you have to have you have to include banana somewhere in there so that, stay tuned that's it hope you enjoyed this episode we're gonna keep adding on more shit uh on the video version so stay tuned for that appreciate you sticking around we'll talk to you next week from all of us here at the Chiefin Podcast. Keep it chiefin'. Good sewed, guys. <laughs>